And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again, the legendary John Bon Jovial. And I'll tell you what, we've got a, uh, if not legendary, nearly legendary guest coming up in just a very few minutes. But more on that in just a few minutes. Want to welcome all our listeners don't around call, the world. Don't call him a moron. No, I did not He's say that, that, John Bon Jovial. There you go, misinterpreting everything I say again. I, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to say. Hello also to our listeners in Rochester, New York, who listen to us on our FM affiliate, WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio. And also to Mary Perry, accredited disability representative in Rochester, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. Thank you very much, Mary Perry. We appreciate your support. We've got a lot of music, as the intro said, and uh, we're going to get to that right after we also mention that this is, in fact, the David Bowers Awards, the show that is always an award show, and that makes each of our guests award winners. We just decided at the creation of this show that there were so many award shows out there, might as well just make everyone an award show, and so we did. And if you have someone or something that you think is deserving of an award, music-related, drop us a line, david at thedavidbowers.com. Tell us who or what you think deserves an award and why, and perhaps we'll use it right here on the air. You get to pick the award winners, and uh, so do our guests for that matter. We don't have any nominations or anything, but we do have a... uh, a working agreement this year with the folks at the Independent Tone Awards. I urge you to check out our posts online about that and how you can help us pick nominees for the Independent Tone Awards. Yes, yes, they do have nominations for the Independent Tone Awards, but um, we're helping with that and giving you the opportunity to help too simply by telling us who your favorite indie artists are, and of course, in what category. If you're worried about what categories there are and how to select them, go to independenttoneawards.com and check out their categories there. And uh, drop us a line with the name of your favorite artist and the category for them to be nominated in. You can nominate up to and including one nominee for every category in the awards program, or you can just send us the name and category for your personal favorite artist. Whatever, at the end of the program in October, uh, we will select the uh, David Bowers Awards nominees to go to the Independent Tone Awards and be entered into the balloting for Independent Tone Awards in December. If you got all of that, I sure hope so, because I'd hate like heck to have to repeat it all again. <laughs> if you have any questions, drop me a line, David, at thedavidbowers.com, and I'll be more than happy to explain it to you in, uh, well, in uh, email or textgram or something. Somehow, we'll get the explanation out to you, okay? All right. Today, we do have a lot of music and a lot of fun coming up, and we're going to get right to it right now with our First new song of the week. This is a guy who calls himself Steve Papa Bear. You can find him online at Steve Bear Music. His song is called Poison Me. Poison Me. 
hate the way you look at me I hate the way you can set me free But I know you're gonna poison me I love and hate those big brown eyes I really love those bonds you tie But I know you're gonna poison me You hold me down like a fighter in a UFC grip Then your hands move lower and you lean in and bite my lip Something inside flies north when my zip flies south And the devil and me know exactly what's going in your mouth I got my eyes crossed, toes curled, fists clenched like a spring trap Gonna let loose soon and blow your girl clean off the map. Got a mouthful of heaven, you say goodbye to my grace. And you still got that I ain't done with you yet, boy, look on your face. There's gonna be a funeral soon. Well, here lies me with a mournful tune, cause I know you're gonna poison me. There's nothing I can do to avoid that trap Cause I know you're gonna poison me This is John Bon Jovial, and if you're confused by all this, I just want to remind you that you're listening to the David Bowers Awards, right here on Blog Talk Radio. There you have it, Steve Papa Bear and Poison Me. What'd you think of that one, John Bon Jovial? I, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is nice or not nice. I mean, you know, the first thing that came to mind was I, I liked the song, but now I know what Barney Fife would sound like if he were singing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we won't be having... I guess Steve Papa Bear isn't going to want to come on the show right away. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, just, that's what hit me. You know, I like the song. It's great. It's well done. It is. I really do. It, it's a lot of fun. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's Barney Fife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> for those of you who aren't who don't know this, I've mentioned it in the past. I deliberately when I when I select the music for the show, I, I purposely do not have John Bon Jovi hear it ahead of time because I like to get his his fresh unbiased opinion the first time he hears a song so uh, yeah. uh we can we, <laughs> we can forgive your, uh, your barney pipe that was cute i like that no hey i think it's a catchy song i heard it and i said yeah. i think this is one we should play on the show it it, it kind of bridges a, a little pop a little touch of country maybe some americana but it's catchy it's fun it's a nice easy listening uh make a good drive tune cruising down the freeway you know it's a uh, it's a neat song. I like that. Steve Papa Bear, Steve Bear Music Online, and a thing called uh, Poison Me. John Bon Jovio, how are things in your corner yes, of the world? Well, I'll tell you what. We had a great 4th of July. Uh, the kids came over into the house with a, literally a truckload of fireworks, and we just blew stuff up all night. Of course, if you know this weren't a family program, I could say what... We really blew up, but, you know, we can't do that. It wasn't the truck, I take it. (laughs) No, it wasn't the truck. Uh, But we had a great time. It was, of course, here in Florida, and it's summertime, and it's hot, and it's humid, and the mosquitoes are out. But, you know, we've we've developed ways over the years to get around those nasty little buzzers, and it it requires taking a, a... really long shower afterwards but uh you know it, it, it was a nice night it really was how about you what's going on in uh, there in the, the valley of the sun in tempe arizona well actually we we've discovered a way around the uh, mosquito problem and the heat problem we stay indoors with the air conditioning on <laughs> of course ah, when it's when it's 110 that, 112 yes. degrees it's uh you know it's it's the only sensible thing to do uh a nice Fourth of July, safe and sane, and uh, no. Watch the fireworks from the window. Uh, I'm not going to sit out on a hundred degree evening watching fireworks. I'm sorry, those days are part of my past. I'm not that crazy but anymore. But I thought it cooled down to a nice balmy ninety degrees. It does usually around eleven o'clock. <laughs> About 11 o'clock, it gets down around 90. Uh, somewhere along in there, it gets below 100. So, uh, yeah, and, we're and by that time, you're uh, you're looking at your eyelids. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> of course, I, I, I was going to say the 11 o'clock news, but of course, out here on uh, on Mountain Time, we get the news at 10 o'clock, not 11 o'clock. But uh, yeah, I still, uh, you know, I, I spent my lifetime. I grew up on that 11 o'clock schedule. So that's, that's pretty normal time for me to get ready to call it a day. And, uh, and I still do moving on right now. Our first guest this week is in the situation of transitioning from a classic act to a new emerging artist. And while the group that he was in was never known as a hit making machine, they, Oh, they did definitely make some noise. They were a classic act. They built an enormous following that still thrives today. And his solid guitar work in the second era of the group led the way. For five decades and four incarnations, Little Feet has been performing and recording a unique blend of multiple genre-inspired music. Top-shelf songwriting, unparalleled musicianship, have given us one of the greatest rock bands ever assembled. And from the second incarnation, we're proud to have with us today and announce the return of frontman Phil Brown. Here's a memory for you. From Little Feet, 
Paul Barrera, guitars and vocals. Sam Clayton, congas. Kenny Gratney, bass. Richie Hayward, drums and vocals. Join incredible guitarist Phil Brown on tour this Wednesday at Uncle Sam's. The backbone of Little Feet. There you go, Little Feet, and a little-known fact before we bring one of the feet in here, shortly after Los Alamos National Laboratory Director Norris Bradbury helped create the atomic bomb, he and his music teacher wife unleashed another explosive force on the world. It was called Phil Brown, and he's here with us today. With new Phil Brown music to share, welcome everyone, if you would please, the Phil Brown and his Apaches from Paris. Hello there, Phil. Hey, hi everybody. Hey, hey, how you doing? It's good. You guys sound great. Made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> oh, great. It's great to have you with us and, uh, and to have the merging now, uh, it's <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the past because you were the, you were the second lead vocalist with Little Feet, correct? Actually, Paul, there were two others in the band. There was Lowell, uh, then Paul Barrera, the rhythm lead guitar player, and Billy Payne, the keyboard player. So I would actually be the third, maybe the fourth, because <laughs> everyone sang except the bassist. But Richie sang too, and so did Sam Platton. Okay, then I, I guess to clarify what I, <clears throat> the way I should put it is, you replaced Lowell when he left the group. <laughs> if you want to say that, you can. It was such an amazing <laughs> band. My goodness, well, it was great. It, it, it was undoubtedly an amazing bunch of people, uh, artists, because uh, it turned into such an amazing band to begin with. I mean, uh, the the fact that uh, it has survived this long and still has the enormous following it has says an awful lot about the yeah. uh, about the music and the groundwork you laid going back into well, back to the very beginning. Now you were with them uh, from what period now? Probably about six to seven months in 1981. The Hoy Hoy record had been released, and uh, right. Lowell had died the year before. And I knew everybody. I'd known the bassist, Kenny, since Delaney and Bonnie in the late 60s. Oh, gosh. And saw them oh, that brings back some with, nice memories. They were on the road opening for, uh, believe it or not, Blind Faith. And the wow. earlier band before that was a band called Taste that featured Rory Gallagher, the Irish guitarist. Anyway, so I I was in Los Angeles in 1970 and met a ton of people, and that was part of the crew. Kenny Cadden's really a world-class bass player. Always played great stuff. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. You go ahead and ask. I'll answer. <laughs> no, no, don't uh, don't let that bother you. This is your stage. We want to we want to hear it from you. Uh, as a matter of fact, right. I was going. I was going somewhere with my train of thought, which, uh, as, as I am wont to do, uh, got derailed somewhere along the line there. I did want to mention the fact for the listeners that a little track we played just before we introduced Phil was a radio promo for Little Feet and a show they were doing back, uh, I, I'm not sure, I'd say what, maybe about 1980? That's about right, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was back there somewhere, and uh, I want to thank you for sending us that track. I did shorten it a little bit because we wanted to make sure we had plenty of time to talk to you, and uh, I, I just wanted to have a little something there to, to make the transition and uh, 
maybe reach some of the new listeners who might not have been uh, familiar with your music. They might, uh, a lot of our listeners would, might even be too young to remember Little Feet. But, uh, hey, it's a, it's somebody that they should know, and they can go find a ton of your music online. There's a, there's a lot of Little Feet music online. Now, you, uh, you worked in the studio and toured with them during the time you were with them? Yes. Um, the touring with them was probably four to six, maybe seven months. We did a lot of dates. Uh, we did a lot of Little Feet songs, and believe it or not, they were fans of mine, and we did almost half of my songs, um, different songs that I had submitted for the band. Um, we uh, met in L.A., of course, but a quick story. There's a very famous rehearsal hall called The Alley. Everybody from uh, Loggins and Messina, the Little Feet, so many people played this place. And they had it was a two-story building with a roof cut out of it, plenty of room for the band to come in, um, a lot of artwork on the walls, it was really a fabulous place to be, but they had invited me down to play, and there were a number of other guitarists. Uh, I think they hired me because I could sing, and I was pretty good <laughs> friends with everybody. So well, I'll never forget, we did one of their tunes, and within maybe a minute of playing, I was laughing so hard that never had I played with the rhythm section quite like that. It's so powerful. <laughs> That's why Zeppelin loved them, and the Who loved them, the Stones loved them, everyone did. So, and of course I did, it was a dream come true for me. At one point, we were all laughing so hard, we started crying, we had to stop playing. Well, it looks like you're the guy, Phil, you all right with this? And I said, sure. So, <laughs> it's really a, an incredible experience. Fantastic. John Bon Jovial, I know you're just itching to jump in here. What you got for us? Well, Phil, actually, you know, you brought up something that uh, probably uh, was one of my more pleasantly surprised memories, if you will. Uh, you mentioned Delaney and Bonnie, and uh, I remember seeing them years ago at the tea party in Boston, uh, which was a you know just a wonderful show. But also yeah. uh, being totally surprised, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie starring Barry Newman called Vanishing Point. Yes. I yeah, Delaney and Bonnie are in Vanishing Point, and uh, yes. you know it's it, it's a it's a cult classic movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and uh, but I remember the very first time I saw that, and and it's like, hey, I just saw them like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. but it, it it was a great thing. It really was. But you know, look as far as um, you know, you're concerned and Little Feet. Uh, you know, I am, I am familiar with your work, and it is just such a pleasure to have you on the program. And, and I know that Little Feet mm -hmm. is in your past, and, and, you, and probably everybody always asks you, hey, tell us about Little Feet. Tell us about Little Feet. Uh, but I want to know more about what you're doing now. What's, what, what is, what, what is, what's driving Phil Brown today? Well, I put a new band together. There is a fellow that I met, an incredible bass player. It's from uh, Atlantic City, uh, back east. And it turns out that we had met almost, probably almost 40 years ago. He's played with so many great people, but we were, we never got to meet until about five years ago. I'm in Nashville, and he uh, drove out here a couple of days ago and said, let's do something. Great blues player, great singer, <laughs> great bass player, tall. He's about 6'5". 
good shit, good looking guy, and just sings his butt off. We're around the same age. We're observable. <laughs> anyway, we've known each other and many friends and decided, let's do this. So he's at my house, and we've been putting a set of uh, some great songs together. He's a great songwriter, so we're combining our forces as singers and songwriters as a trio. And uh, we have a guy that's going to play with us named uh, Larry Thompson. He's a drummer that's played with everyone from uh, Dizzy Gillespie to James Brown to a lot of blues guys. Uh, Nathaniel Noah Peterson is my friend that's here. He was a protege of, believe it or not, um, the original bass player. uh, Tell me. Your bass player friend in Chicago. Willie Dixon. Thank you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. He was the guy. Anyway, he was like 16, and he's also played with Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf. He's a Grammy Award winning guy, was a famous guitarist, legendary guitarist. Uh, Tell me again. Hubert Someone. And they did a record with Eric Clapton and Keith Richards and all the kind of people. It was a great record. I think Hubert died a few years ago, but certainly contributed a lot. And the blues was a really big part of my life, Um, mainly from the English musicians. They didn't play a lot of um, they play a lot of black music on the radio. They could if you were uh, safe. Uh, I don't think consider uh, Louis Armstrong safe, but he was an incredible musician that somehow made it through. Um, oh, there's some great guys that did, but those Louis guys Armstrong was, my life, he was a genius. Yeah, he was an absolute genius. Well, uh, uh, Louis Armstrong was, and this is a good point right here since we're kind of transitioning the conversation into today's Phil Brown. Let's give the audience a taste of what you're doing today with a little thing you uh, passed on to us called Forever. <laughs> Like we'll all live 
What a great track. That's Phil Brown. Uh, oh, man, that's, that, that's great. <laughs> we want to, we, we, we've just made a transition from uh, 1980 to 2018 in the space of about four and a half minutes. <laughs> so uh, that's if, all right. if, if we can keep up with you here, uh, tell us a little bit about how you have transitioned to what you're doing today with the Apaches from Paris. It's what I've always done. I found out about you guys through uh, booking in Veronica. Right. We became friends on a social platform. The music business is so much different these days. The era of the big record companies is basically gone. I wrote a lot of songs for a lot of different artists you know, through the years. Cher, Pat Benta, Dorpesh, um, Kicks, a bunch of other hair bands. Um, it's been a really interesting career. But now for the first time, I seem to have turned to myself in some way. And I guess that happens when you get older. You just become more, uh, more sure of who you are and what you are. And I still write, always going to until I don't breathe anymore. And the songs are more orchestrated. And that I, I still love the blues. Everything I do comes from that. Um, this new thing is Apache from Paris. This, we're putting a new record together, Nathaniel and I, as we speak. And um, I don't know if we're going to do it in Europe or we're going to do it here. But we're definitely on track. And um, I just feel great that I'm still able to do this. I have my health. I should have made an announcement. I was sober 33 years yesterday. 
I saw yeah. that, and I so, congratulate yeah. you on starting 34. Yeah, That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. It's a long freaking time, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> it just feels great to be well. Really feel good. I can take care of myself, and I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. John, well, you know, I, 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 I tell you what, uh, uh, Phil, the, you know, we, we always want to look forward to the future, and, and, and you're right. With age comes a certain level of uh, contentment. Contentment? Uh, contentment? Anyway, uh, that, uh, that we, don't, we don't have when we're in our 20s or, or our 30s because we just have not gone through all those battles yet takes you know by the time you get into your 60s or 70s it's like you know you can look back on it and say yeah okay i survived that and and but you know i want to go back on the past for a second because i want to touch on forever for just a second i heard i i've been a lifelong fan of frank zappa and oh god there were parts of that song that i just heard that to me, I was listening to uh, Phase One of Lumpy Gravy. We're only in it for the money. Uh, that album that came out in 1967, an absolute masterpiece. You, you, you laugh. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I the, do. Uh, yes, I do. yes uh, you know there's the, the, the one cut in there. Where they keep repeating over and over. Are you hung up? And. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that in this song, and I am so impressed with the way that you were able to blend that influence with a Little Feet influence, with a Cream influence, with Phil Brown's influence. I think you're under the influence. uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, sometimes I have Sometimes in the past, yes. I mean, I don't go the, the, the sober road, but, you know, maybe two or three beers a month. But, yes, I do have vivid memories of euphoria. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, I just wanted to I was, uh, I was listening to the song and so taken with it. But, uh, anyway, David, you said you, you got something you want to throw in there. Yeah, we're going to run out of time. I wanted to be sure. And first off, ask Phil, we're going to be able to get you back here again so we can talk more in the not-too-far-distant future. Uh, it'd be my honor to come back. Be our pleasure to have you join us. Now, in the space of about 30 seconds here, tell us a little bit about this next track we're going to play, a uh, thing you've uh, also supplied for us, and we're very glad. I want to get this on before we run out of time. It's called Cries and Whispers. Tell us about it, Phil. Originally, I was signed to Warner Brothers as a writer, and a friend of mine from England said, let's write something for Roger Dalton. So we did. He never cut this, and then... Over this last year, I said, I should remake that song. So I did. And what you're hearing is what we were thinking of. You'll hear the Tony Bennett influence, and I was a huge fan of the Rat Pack, so this song sort of came out of that songwriting genre that came out. Uh, Guys, have a listen. I hope you like it. Fantastic. A totally different sound. I think our listeners are going to like it, too. Phil, thank you so much for coming and sharing thank with you, us today. Phil. We definitely want to have you come back in the future, and you get that album made. Uh, give us a holler. We'll be glad to help you uh, premiere it and kick it off. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Brown. Fantastic. Uh, you can go to philbrownguitar.com. Find out more information if you want. Great. Thanks again. Phil Brown, ladies and gentlemen, Cries and Whispers. You crossed my mind today Though you're a million miles 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's Phil Brown, formerly of Little Feet, now with his group called Apaches from Paris. And the next time we have him on the show, we're going to have to ask him about that name. I, I have a hunch there's a story uh, that goes along with the name of his group. Uh, I love the name. the name. Is, the name is terrific. Yeah. I love the music, too. And I love our next guest, who's going to be joining us in about three and a half minutes, Miss Nikki Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is on Heartbeat. Come on in here and say hello, Nikki. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, Nikki. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back. 
<laughs> so glad to have how you here you? with how us. How are you both doing? Good. Well, uh, we're doing as uh, as well as a couple of radio guys can. I mean, yeah, hanging in there. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm still sore from the accident, but you know, I'm getting well, better. Well, that's at, at least you're uh, at least you're getting better. That's the important thing. And uh, yes. we're we're glad to have you back here on the show with us. Thank you for the. Uh, for coming and spending some time with us, and I know you've got a uh, you got a message we want to get into here because uh, "Heartbeat" that we just played is the title tune from an album that you not only have yet to uh, put out, but uh, you're doing a Kickstarter campaign uh, to finance the production of the album, and uh, we wanted to uh, we wanted to not only share that with our uh, with our listeners, but we wanted you to. Uh, Maybe come in and explain not only how the Kickstarter works, but why you chose to do it this way. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yes, I have launched a Kickstarter. Um, it's actually to help with finishing up the production of the album. Um, I've actually invested half of the money needed to complete the album and was hoping to get the other um, – have to finish it through Kickstarter. Um, nowadays, though, uh, you know, launching an album after doing a Kickstarter is not uncommon. Um, there's a lot of bands that have done it. Um, Toad the Wet Sprocket, TLC, uh, using Kickstarter as a way to kind of get the money up front. Think of it as almost like a pre-sale and not having to go through a label per se to help get your project released so we you know toss toss this back and forth and i decided to go for it um it is actually not my first time running one of these but i did this one completely different um took the time to actually uh you know explain what kickstarter was what crowdfunding is in general the whole process kind of gave some examples of of bands that have utilized this in the past um you really utilize social media with kicking it off with like live streaming and you know live launching and we're now live so yay right Woo-hoo. and um, you have been <laughs> no, I think and the, i have uh, been yes <laughs> yes, you have been. Uh, we have seen you around uh, social media over the last few days since you started this campaign. I think the uh, the important point for uh, for the listeners, especially, is the fact that uh, it, it, to understand that the it's a double edged sword. Uh, in the days when the record companies financed uh, the artist albums, and they they still do in uh, in a lot of occasions, but uh, you have so many independent artists now that the the scene has changed. And the the double edged sword bit is simply that uh, when you have a record label, a major label backing you, you have you know all the money they want to pour into uh, producing the album, promoting it, getting it out there, and getting you out on tour. But of course, the other side of the coin is you got to pay the piper, and uh, yeah. that money comes out of your profits when you do start selling. And if you don't sell a lot of uh, a lot of uh, music, then they're uh, they're not going to look too favorably on you. This way, by doing a Kickstarter campaign and financing it yourself, uh, 
you are obligated really to no one but the fans. And uh, in the long run, I think that's what it's all about. I mean, let's face it. The music is for the fans. You perform for the fans. Uh, why not, you know, why not do the whole thing for the fans? And you've come up with a uh, kind of a bonus package that gives them, uh, gives them some spiffs for uh, helping you out. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, we researched all the little fun little rewards, I guess you could say, um, you know, it really took time in crafting them. I didn't want to just throw, you know, anything out, right? Because, yeah, anybody can buy a T-shirt or things like that. But, um, you know, I researched what a lot of other bands put on their Kickstarters, what went well, what didn't go well, and then also from experience, um, my producer's done a couple of these, and what well, well on some of the other ones that he's done as, as, as well. So we've crafted some interesting, um, interesting rewards from, you know, one-of-a-kind CDs, because I'm only going to be printing what is ordered through the Kickstarter, um, which is, is new. You know, a lot of times artists print a whole bunch of CDs and then hope to sell them. Um, I'm not doing that. It's just going to be that's the only place you'll be able to get a CD. Um, also things like, you know, co-writes. There's uh, some songwriting um, rewards. There's also, you know, if somebody wants to maybe have a song written for that special someone or a lullaby for a child, you know, there's those types of rewards. So there's some unique things that I think, um, or at least I hope, the fans will grasp onto. Well, I think it's it's an exciting opportunity for the fans. I know we didn't have this when I was kids back in the dark ages, but no, seriously, (laughs) we did have records. I'm not that old, but... uh, we didn't have any yeah, uh, anything. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have anything where the John's throwing the, you under the bus. Yeah, he's That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. He's found reverse too. He'll back over me again in a minute. But uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't have any of those things where the fans could actually get involved. The closest we could back in the day was I remember I got involved with selling tickets for a uh, for the group that uh, sponsored the shows in uh, Utica, New York at the Memorial Auditorium there, and I got to go backstage and meet a lot of these artists, and uh, that was about as close as we got to actually getting involved. But this way, they can actually get involved in the pre-production and say, hey, I had a hand in making that record. John Bondoviel, I know you're just aching to jump in with a question here. Come on. Oh, I, yeah, I just, uh, first of all, hi, Nikki. It's real it's nice to have you back on the show. Hello, again. it's so nice to be back. It really is. Uh, but uh, I just, I am just so thrilled that uh, you're you're doing this. Uh, it, 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 it's a worthy cause. It's a good cause. It's a righteous cause. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, printing CDs and, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, physical media, my, my goodness, what is that? There's some 17 year old sitting around thinking, uh, physical media. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know really. Well, you know, what actually is really popular and we, you know, we, we may put it on as a, 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 a stretch goal, you know, if we hit the first goal, but, um, is vinyl. Vinyl yes. is actually really popular, and, yeah. you know, I thought about oh. should we do yeah. vinyl instead of a CD, 
Um, but we just went with the traditional CD. We'll see how it works, right? I mean, because the, the nice thing, of, too, with, with a Kickstarter is, you know, after a week or so, if I see that something's not working or maybe something is working better than others, I can tweak it. You know, I can uh. go in and say, you know what, guys, I'm going to add this, you know, I'm going to add this as a reward or I'm going to sure. change this reward because it doesn't look like, you know, a lot of people are interested in this, so we're going to do this instead. But even communicating with the fans or, you know, or in those people that have already contributed to say, hey, if I change this, are you still good with that? So I can reach out directly to every single person that is actually pledged and have a conversation with them, you know, even thanking them from, you know, their pledge or, um, no, it's a great premise. It. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it really and, is. I mean, and it, it is such a natural way to to also be able to not only uh, get the word out about your Kickstarter campaign, but at the same time, and there's nothing wrong with this, you get a little promotion out there for Nikki Chris herself. I mean, why not? Yes. Exactly. And the fact that you can exactly. follow up. Exactly, twofold, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the fact I that you can follow Twitter up with queen the fans. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. well, don't get all Twitter-pated, but <laughs> no, I think, I think it's great. Now, before we run out of time, I do want to give you a chance, uh, because one of our basic tenets here on the show is that uh, self-promotion is entirely and highly encouraged. One of want you to tell the folks how they can get on board, how they can become a part of the action of making this album? Well, um, there's a link right off my website. So if they go to NikkiChris.com, it's right on the home page. Um, there's a link right there. Or you could go to Kickstarter and either search for Nikki Chris or search for Heartbeat, because that is the name of the album. Um and you should be able to find it there there as well. But the easiest thing would be to hit my website, www.nikkichris.com, and there's a link right there. And, ladies and gentlemen, she is all over social media. She's got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, we tried, I, we tried real hard uh, to get some uh, sneak preview of the mm. album, but your producer is being very secretive about it. And... Uh, since we couldn't arm wrestle him and twist something loose where we could preview the album for the folks, is there anything that you might be able to, uh, you know, let them in on about the album, what's going to be on it or uh, what they should look for? Um, yeah, I can give a little bit. Um, yeah, he wants to keep a he's, he's like, Nope, we're not giving anything away. <laughs> um, so it's going to be more along the lines of um, what you heard with Heartbeat. So along that, you know, alternative rock synth pop type of, of style. Um, we have completely retracked uh, some of the older songs that I released a couple years ago. I think you have one of them that'll be the next song, Picture Yourself. So we've, yes. we've retracted the vocals on that. And then we will be um, remixing it, um, making a little bit, making it completely different. So it'll almost be like a completely new song. So we have a couple of those, and then we've got obviously Captain America Heartbeat, but they're going to be different versions on the album. So it will not be the same versions that are currently out. 
and then we'll have um, at least seven new tracks. Fantastic. Sounds like a dynamite album. I can't wait to hear it, and always a pleasure to have a uh, reason for you to come back and see us say hello and spend some time with us. Always glad. Thank you so much. Good to have you with no, us, ladies and gentlemen. thank you for having me. You know I will nice, always Nikki. come back and visit. Uh, always a pleasure. The door is always open for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Nikki, Chris, don't forget, get in on the production of her album, her new album, Heartbeat, and uh, you can do so. Drop by NikkiChris.com. Check it out for yourself. Hey, who knows? You may even get to talk with Nikki. Thank you again, Nikki, Chris, and here it is. This is one that is being retooled for the new album uh, from a little while ago. It's a tune called Picture Yourself. Nikki Chris and uh, one of her classics, Picture Yourself. And 
picture yourself having your name on her new record or having a uh, having known you were a part of it, participating in the uh, in the making of the album. Uh, check her out, NikkiChris.com. Thank you. We want to thank both of our guests, Nikki Chris, of course, and the the amazing Phil Brown. I want to thank you both for stopping by, sharing your stories and your music with us. We look forward to doing it again in the not-too-far-distant future, and we look forward to having all of you back with us once again next week. John Bon Jovial, I think it's time to take us home. Uh, yeah, it is just about beer 30, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Tempe, Arizona, and is available for free on Blog Talk Radio, also on YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Amazon Alexa devices, and various other sundry platforms. Click the uh, follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page, and be sure to like The David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as well. Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. on WRFZ FM. That's 106.3 Rochester Free Radio and Blog Talk Radio. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. Greenwich time for all you international bon vivants. For more great indie music, talk with the people that make it happen. Until next week, we're going to see you right here, at least I sure hope so, for the David Bowers, Nick the Geek, and all the other folks here. I am yours truly, Mr. John Bon Jovial, the legendary one, and we will see you right here next week on the David Bowers Awards.